The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Many of you know that before I entered the seminary, I was a scientist in the army for eight years. And I studied and worked in the field covering topics of water analysis and radiation, industrial hygiene, infectious disease, hazmat, and many, many other focus areas. And people would often ask me if it, would, if it was going to be a difficult transition between science and religion, or the priesthood specifically. In fact, many people would say, well, aren't those diametrically opposed? I mean, it's science, and that's very different from religion. You know, how can you, how can you go from one to the other so smoothly? But I often remind people that when the first universities in Europe were really beginning and taking, taking form and taking shape, that science and theology were taught in the same subject matter. In fact, some of the greatest contributions given to science in astronomy, genetics, biology, physics, metaphysics, and so forth, some of the most important contributions were made by faithful Catholic men and women. And some of the contributions were made by the Catholic clergy, by priests, friars, canons, bishops. In fact, if you were to remove the contributions made to the body of knowledge which we have in science today, if we were to remove just the contributions made by, by Catholic clergy, we would have just a fraction. We would know just a fraction of what we know today about the sea, about the universe, about the earth, and so forth. One of my favorite Catholic scientists was St. Bonaventure. He was a Franciscan friar, eventually became the, the leader of the Franciscan order for a while. And St. Bonaventure, in one of his writings, he talks about the vestiges of God, finding the vestiges 
or the footprints of God in creation. He says, since God created the world, we can look at creation and we can see the handiwork, we can see the, foot, uh, the footprints, basically, the vestiges or, or the fingerprints of God in creation, if we look very closely. And we can come to know something about the, the uh, order of the universe. We can come to, to know something about God. We can know something about the relationship between creator and created by simply looking at creation. For example, if you were to go outside and look at a tree, you'll see that a tree points up towards the, towards the sky. It's pointing up towards its source of energy, towards its source of life. In a similar way, we are to look up to the heavens, to our source of life and energy, which is our creator. We have to remember that there can be no contradiction between true science and true theology. It's absolutely impossible. And this is why. God is the author of both. God created the world. And when we study true theology about God, it cannot contradict with with true science, scientific fact, because God cannot contradict himself. And so when we study true science and true theology, there can be no contradiction. I'm not talking about scientific theory. That's something completely different. The scientific theory is, is developed when somebody makes an observation in nature, says, oh, okay, I, I see that this thing is happening. I'm observing that this is happening. I wonder how it's happening. I wonder why it's happening. Well, I'm going to propose a theory of why it's happening. And then after you have the theory, then you, you test that theory and attempt to determine if it's a fact or not. Now, scientific theory can contradict with theological fact. Even the theories of how the universe was created have, have been studied greatly and even changed since I was in grade school. Now many people study what's, uh, or they, they research what's called the Big Bang Theory. Have you heard of the Big Bang Theory before? A lot of people say, well, well Father, the Big Bang Theory, that, that, that proves that God, did, it, that God didn't create the universe. Actually, they don't know much about the Big Bang Theory if, if they say that. And they don't know who created the Big Bang Theory if they say that because it was a Catholic priest who authored the Big Bang Theory. Even Jesus used science to convey theological truths. And we see this very apparently in today's gospel. One of the, one of the most beautiful and one of the most simple images of the kingdom of heaven given to us. You know, even a, a three or four-year-old child can understand this image, this metaphor which Jesus is giving. With the vine, he is the true vine, we are the branches, and his father, our father in heaven, is the vine grower, the vineyard master. And we can all understand this. You know, all of us here, if at one time or another we've, we've broken off a branch from a tree, trying to climb it, we've broken off a, a branch or a limb from a bush, we've picked a flower, something like that. And we see that immediately, immediately, that, that branch, that limb, that flower, it begins to die. Immediately. Because it's cut off from its source of nutrition and water. In a similar way, when we are cut off from our source of spiritual nutrition 
in the waters of grace, we begin to die inside. Jesus says in this, in this uh, gospel passage today, the importance of remaining in him, of abiding in him. And if we remain in him, we will have life. If we stay connected to this true vine, we will continue to receive this, this nourishment, this water to sustain our spiritual life. But if not, then it's only a matter of time before we, we die. And the uh, Mother Nature has given us uh, many examples of this this past week, right? The windstorms here in Carlisle, there's still many branches and tree limbs uh, laying on the ground. They can never be attached back to that tree, back to that bush. And they may look alive right now. There may still be some, some buds, some blossoms, some, some, some leaves on them right now. But in a week or two, there's going to be nothing. After that, that nutrition within that branch, after that water dries up, it's going to be dead. And in a similar way, it's only a matter of time that we become spiritually dead if we separate ourselves from the true vine, Jesus Christ. We separate ourselves, we begin to die. In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, and the, the book of the Acts is it's very important because it, it really shows us what's happening in the early church, how the early church is developing. And we hear in one of the final lines of uh, today's passage from the Acts that, that the church was being built up and was walking in fear of the Lord. It's being built up and walking in fear of the Lord. We have to remember that this is filial fear. This is a reference to filial fear, which is a good type of fear. When we hear fear of the Lord in the scriptures, we could also interpret it as being in awe of God, God's wonder, his majesty, and just sitting back and say, God, you are so amazing. You're so wonderful, so powerful, so glorious. That's fear of the Lord. Just being in complete awe and wonder of God's majesty, his love, his truth, his power in this world and in our life. So the community is being built up in this fear, this awe of the Lord. And I think that true science can do this. You know, as a scientist, as a former scientist, every time I really think about nature, whether it be the, the stars, uh, whether it be the, the leaves, whether it be the human body, I'm just in awe of how, how beautiful God has created the world, how amazing and intricate the human body is. I mean, it can heal itself. Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely amazing. The more we know about science, true science, the more we will truly fear the Lord in the beautiful sense, just be in awe and wonder of God's power. But there's another, another type of fear out there right now, too. A lot of people are trying to use science, while well, we're actually using half-truths of science or fake science, as a way to draw people away from God. People are using science right now to instill a fear of physical death in people. And to have that be their overarching concern in their life. I've got news. All of us here are going to die one day. All of us. We should not be afraid of that physical death. As Jesus says in another place in the Gospels, we should be afraid of the spiritual death instead. And so many people, are, they're just so focused on physical death right now and preventing that physical death. They're so focused on that 
that they're preventing themselves from receiving the life-giving spiritual nourishment and water, which is going to keep us alive spiritually. So many people right now have separated themselves from the sacraments. They separated themselves from the Word of God. They've separated themselves from the community of believers. And I know in some ways I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but maybe not. We have to be more concerned with that spiritual death. And if we're, so, if we're so wrapped up with preventing that physical death, then we're preventing ourselves from receiving that spiritual nourishment, that water, then we're going to face something much worse than a physical death. We're going to face a spiritual death. People have told me that this pandemic is evil, and I, I agree. There's an evil component. And um, we think of who the devil is and how he's described in the scriptures. And there's a couple adjectives. He's described as a liar, as a thief, a murderer, and a deceiver. The devil is a liar and a deceiver. And there's so many people right now being lied to and being deceived. And it begins with terminology from a scientific standpoint. I mean, for example, the definition of a vaccine is something to give somebody immunity so that they don't get something. I remember getting the polio vaccine. I was in kindergarten. I remember. It hurt. But that gave me immunity so I don't get polio. What people are receiving right now for COVID, it's not a vaccine. It's experimental gene therapy. It doesn't prevent anybody from getting it or anything else. So we see this just in the terminology. Then we see it with, with, with how society is, is telling people to, to act and to react. For the past year, people have been told it's not, it's not safe to go into a church. It's not safe. You can go to uh, your place of work if you need to. Don't go to a church, though. It's not safe. They're being told you, you can't have your confession heard. It's not safe to have your confession heard. We can stand in line in the grocery store, six feet away from somebody, of course, and have a conversation with them. We can't stand 15 feet away from a priest in the parking lot if nobody else is in the parking lot because it's not safe. Well, you don't want to talk to the priest in confession. Or people are being told, well, you, you can't go to a restaurant to eat, or maybe you can now. But you can, you can have takeout. You can go and have takeout can't receive Holy Communion. That's not safe. It's not safe. It's just lies. It's deception. It's, it's, the devil's causing people to focus so much on preventing that physical death. They haven't realized that they're being separated from that nutrition, that water of grace, which we receive in the true vine, Jesus Christ. And it's leading a spiritual death. As a scientist and as a priest, it breaks my heart to see this. The people are being lied to, both spiritually and physically. Once again, I know I'm preaching to the choir in some ways, but all of us here have family or friends or, or co-workers, and um, I think we should tell them. I think we should tell them the importance of being connected 
to that true vine, Jesus Christ, of abiding in Jesus Christ, of remaining in Jesus Christ, receiving the sacraments, coming together as a community of believers to remain in that true vine. Because Jesus tells us very clearly in the gospel, if we are to have life, if we are truly to have life, we will remain in him. If we are separated from him, we will spiritually die. As we hear later on in the gospel, we'll be thrown into the fire to burn because we will be dead. Finally, I want to remind you, I want to encourage you to not be afraid of physical death. Do not be afraid of physical death. It's something that every one of us here is going to encounter someday. Every one of us. Jesus Christ came so that we do not have to be afraid of sin and death. And if Jesus Christ is our God, he's my God, I hope he's your God, if he is your God, you will not have any fear of physical death because Jesus Christ triumphs over death. He's more powerful than any force, any person in the universe. And if he is my God, if he is my Lord, if he is my master, I have no one or nothing to fear, even death itself. Do not be afraid. Praise be Jesus Christ.